Hello, and welcome to Notes on the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that gives you insights on the markets and economy to help you stay informed for the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Funds. Today is January 3rd, 2022. Growing up in Dublin, My parents were of the firm belief that the streets of the city were safer without David behind the wheel of a car. Consequently, I first learned to drive in my early 20s on the back roads and highways of Michigan, with my future wife, Sari, as my instructor. There were a number of perils associated with this, including my tendency to ignore all traffic signs when focused on the task of steering the car, or my habit of stalling out due to a chronic inability to synchronise the application of the clutch and the accelerator. It didn't help that Sari would burst into a fit of giggles at the moment when I put us in the greatest and most imminent danger and was in particular need of quick and level-headed advice. One especially tricky feat was trying to slow the car down while driving downhill in the snow. This was in the days before anti-lock brakes, and Sari told me I was to pump the brakes. Easier said than done, however. Apply too little pressure and the vehicle would sail straight into the intersection. Apply too much and the brakes would lock, resulting in a quick and dramatic spin into the ditch. Slowing down an economy that's growing too fast is also tricky business. A few months ago, prospects for a quick end to the pandemic and a combination of very easy monetary and fiscal policy suggested the economy wouldn't slow enough going into 2022, with inflation and interest rates potentially spiralling higher. Today, the Omicron variant, along with tighter fiscal and monetary policy, are pumping the brakes on the US economy. But the question is whether this braking pressure is about right allowing the economy to coast to a soft landing and extended expansion, or whether the economic drag might prove too much, leading to a more dramatic and less happy outcome. On the virus, the good news is that Omicron is clearly much milder than earlier variants, and the medical risk associated with catching COVID-19, particularly for those who are fully vaccinated, is far less than was the case at the start of the pandemic. There is reason to hope that once this wave wanes, and if no more lethal variant takes over, society can finally return to close to normality. However, Omicron is also by far the most contagious of variants, and this has led to very widespread illness across the country. This has resulted in numerous cancellations of events and activities, and is once again hitting demand in the leisure, entertainment, travel and restaurant industries, as indicated by high-frequency data. It will also lead to widespread absenteeism in early 2022, applying a significant drag to the economy in the first quarter, following a very strong fourth quarter. On fiscal policy, the administration was unable to forge a compromise to pass the Build Back Better bill before the end of last year. While negotiations will continue, the most important immediate effect of this will be to end the mid-month payments of advanced child tax credits to roughly 35 million families, which had commenced last July. The IRS reports that these payments totaled roughly $15 billion per month, and their sudden cessations should curtail recently booming spending on food and other household basics. More broadly, according to the Congressional Budget Office's current estimates, without any further legislation, the federal budget deficit could fall from $2.8 trillion, or 12.4% of GDP last fiscal year, to $1.2 trillion, or 4.7% of GDP this fiscal year, implying a very significant fiscal drag. There are, of course, some offsetting factors. Social Security recipients are seeing a 5.9% cost of living adjustment in their checks starting this month, the highest annual increase since 1983. 21 states implemented an increase in their minimum wage entering 2022, and wages in general should continue to rise quickly, as should be evident in this Friday's December jobs report. In addition, income tax refunds should be strong this year, as taxpayers benefit from enhancements to the earned income tax credit and dependent care credit, 
as well as part, the part of the enhanced child tax credit that they did not receive in monthly payments. Even with this, however, we now expect U.S. real GDP to grow by just 2.5% in the first quarter, following a more than 7% annualized surge in the fourth. Payroll job growth, which we believe may have exceeded 400,000 in December, could see a sharp slowdown in January before recovering later in the quarter as the pandemic eases. This temporary slowdown activity, combined with the dampening effect Omicron is having on demand around the globe, should reduce overall inflation pressure entering 2022. That being said, we still expect core personal consumption deflation inflation to run well above the Federal Reserve's 2% long-term goal throughout 2022. Provided the Omicron wave crests and falls in the next few weeks, we expect the Fed to stick with its plan to phase out bond purchases by the middle of March and begin a series of quarterly 25 basis point federal funds rate hikes starting in June. For investors, Omicron and the lack of further fiscal stimulus could mean a change in emphasis in 2022. For some time, we've argued that U.S. value stocks and developed country international equities, which are both more cyclical than U.S. growth stocks, should benefit from very strong economic momentum exiting the pandemic. However, this economic surge looks weaker today than as of three months ago. That being said, we also believe that a reduction in the uncertainty caused by the pandemic and higher interest rates in 2022 should reduce the dispersion of valuations which has increased in recent years. We believe this remains a key theme for the new year. Entering 2022, as we show on page 10 of our new first quarter 2022 guide to the markets, the Russell 1000 value index had a forward P.E. ratio of 15.8 times compared to 30.6 times for the Russell 1000 growth index, the widest disparity seen in over 20 years. Similarly, as we show on page 46 of the guide, international equities at the end of 2021 were selling with a forward P.E. ratio which is more than 30% lower than the U.S. counterparts and dividend yields which were more than twice as high. Conversely, even as global central banks move towards tightening, real 10-year treasury yields are at their lowest levels in decades, as shown on page 33, while credit spreads are almost all tighter than average, as displayed on page 37. Conversely, alternatives, as shown on page 58, continue to provide strong income streams in a low-rate environment. All of this suggests that long-term investors may well want to consider being a little overweight international equities, U.S. value stocks and alternatives relative to long-duration fixed income and U.S. growth stocks. However, more importantly, it speaks to a need to reconsider portfolio positioning entering the new year. Sari and I survived my early driving lessons, and as we quietly toasted in the new year at home, we wished, like everyone else, for a quick end to the pandemic and a more fun and normal 2022. Despite Omicron, there is a good chance that this will actually transpire and 22 will be a much better year from a social perspective for all of us. However, there are, as always, many political, geopolitical, economic and market risks, as well as dangers we can't perceive at all. The last two years have provided extraordinary financial gains. However, they have also left investors even more narrowly concentrated in portfolios dominated by US growth stocks and long-duration bonds. Entering the new year, a good resolution would be to rebalance across domestic stocks, international stocks, fixed income and alternatives, both to enhance long-term return prospects and to protect against the surprises that 2022 may bring. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. 
The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.